Hello, welcome to Beer in a Movie, the podcast where we discuss two of the greatest art forms known to humanity, beer and movies. Sometimes achieving outstanding pairings and other times giving ourselves the opportunity to watch the terrible taste of failure from our mouths. I am one of your co-hosts, Carlos Cooper, with me as always. Joe Hilliard. And Dave Gurney. Uh, and we are going to get straight into it because David uh, says he has a lot to say this episode, which makes me oh, man, very nervous. Oh, man, the curtain here. That was which for makes you. Me very that wasn't nervous. for the listeners. Okay, now Well, now I have to, because I have to express my, Oof. I'm on edge. I'm not literally on the edge of my seat because I'm in a very relaxing <laughs> position. Yeah, you look comfortable. But I am figuratively on the edge of my seat. Oh, leg, well. leg bouncing up and down with, uh, with Anticipation. Nerves. With anticipation. <laughs> of his wisdom. Do you ever slip into student teacher mode? He was your professor at college. It's been so long. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel that that's happened. And I also didn't have many classes with David. That would be more of a Thompson thing when he was on the show. Uh-huh. I think I had Thompson. I only had David twice. That's right. I like he, it when David gets on a roll because he does tend to sound very academic and pro- professorial. <laughs> <laughs> These are compliments, by the way. It's okay, hard. let's get some beer in our glasses okay. before I get too professorial. Yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. Need it. All right. Got a. Dull your ego after all that. Yeah. All that adulation. <laughs> See, look, I can use uh I can use big You got big words. You got big words. Big universe. We got a words. big beer here, guys. I'm ready. We, we got big beer. This big is beer. uh so I mean we'll soon be talking about the film and I'll go ahead and spit out the title, King Richard, uh starring Will Smith, and we'll get into the particulars of that in just a moment. But doing a film called King Richard Having a brewery that's a favorite of the show just up the road from here called Jester King, it felt like it was a time to pull out another Jester King beer for ourselves uh, on this first half of the episode. And I happen to have a bottle of this uh, atrial rubicite from, this one was bottled in May 2021, so this is the most recent uh, bottling of, of this beer. It is their... Farmhouse ale, as it always is, a barrel-aged sour beer that they re-ferment with raspberries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I generally won't take my rubicide unless it's at least a year old, but I'll make an exception for this All one. All right. Well, yeah, it's this is young rubicide, folks, so you're, you're going to hear some unfiltered well, the, opinions. Some of the subjects in the film are indeed young, and that's the reason why it's an interesting film. Yeah. Interesting. players or it's kids. a yeah yeah no you're right you're right I'm just trying. I'm trying. No, i like i like hey that. it was it was it was an honest effort i'm trying <laughs> i i feel don't, like don't we gotta me, don't make me blow a raspberry at you <laughs> <laughs> well there you go thank you for bringing up raspberries joe because we do not want to pass over how beautiful this beer is i mean this beer some listeners Despite probably will know being fairly dirty i i'm apologizing <laughs> for that that side's better that um, side's better that uh you know th- this is a beer that jester king has become known for it's one of the most highly sought after among traders I, it's its value has come down a little bit in recent years just because they produce enough of it that they seem to be able to satisfy most demand and even outside curiosity but i'm glad that they can because it means i can land bottles of it again and it is just you know beautifully what that kind of like, like a really blueberry dark, purple yeah, you know like what dark, i mean dark grape juice yeah right see i i <sighs> More like nose. it's almost blood red. I mean, more than almost. A you're right. This would it's have like been a good crimson. one for all horror October. I should have thought been, of that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but the nose. You just yeah. so you don't even much raspberry. To, you don't even need to hold it up to your nose. Just having you know, it in your general happening. vicinity yeah. is gonna it's gonna hit you. In raspberry jam, right? I mean, it's like straight up sticky raspberry jam. So when you say a farmhouse ale like Jester King always has, and there are a mm-hmm. couple of exceptions to that, we both we know, yeah. but. Their whole flagship line or their whole 
like raison de trier. Did I say that right? <laughs> raison raison d'etre. d'etre. <laughs> I go with the more Americanized version. It's the I, farmhouse ale that they tweak and play with. Yeah, they, I mean, they have their house culture, right? They, they have this mix of yeast, airborne yeast that they've put together over the years and bacteria that go to work. And so it has very distinctive flavor. You all That almost always comes through. Although this one, I think, is notable for, and I haven't started sipping on mine, but often because the raspberry is so pronounced, it actually kind of balances that farmhouse so, to such an extent that it's almost unrecognizable. But okay. you can still you can still detect it anyway. Something um, to chew on while we discuss King Richard. King Richard, right? The uh, 2021, I, I guess we can call this a biopic, right? Do yeah. we call this a biopic? Uh, you know, the fictional, well, no, not fictionalized, but the dramatization of the young lives of Venus and Serena Williams as well as the rest of their family, but particularly focusing on their father, Richard Williams, who was instrumental in bringing the girls to the game that they eventually became hugely dominant and and ultra-famous for. Um, But this is depicting the early years, just as they're kind of getting into the game, what was that, maybe age eight or nine, until roughly the early teens, 14, yeah. I think, is what Venus was when she first 14 played. 14 when she Eight. won that match. When uh, she, well, the well, tournament win, at the end, yeah. right? right? Yes, yeah. yeah. Spoilers. And yeah, so Serena would have been 13 at the time because they're a year apart. Okay, there you go. Yes, they're fairly close in age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, that's, you know, that's the basic film in a nutshell. And what you have, you know, bringing people to it, and I think what brought us to it is the idea of Will Smith and kind of a bravura... Uh, biopic performance with this figure who's, you know, part of that story, but in a way that I don't know how... That's actually something I was curious to hear from maybe the more sports-minded folk amongst us. Because I know the Venus and Serena Williams story as a casual observer. Right. You know, whenever anybody becomes that dominant in a sport, you know, Andy Roddick, right? He was a guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but he Uh, was never good. Okay. So why do I know his name then? Because he was flashy? He was marketable. Well, he was... He, a he was American. Is that like there, Andre Agassi? Right, he he was kind of flashy. Good. Oh, he was good. No, he, okay. was, he was good. But McEnroe, he was good. Yeah, eh, he was he was more known because he was angry and like and throw kind the of the bad boy. Swear. Yeah, yeah. So, which is stuff that does not fly in tennis. I mean, tennis like golf is like a very serious. Mm-hmm. Uppity Etic- type etiquette of, forward. Et, et, yeah, etiquette is very important. Um, no, Andy Roddick, you probably knew a because he was American at a time where America didn't have like a strong male tennis okay. player to latch on to. He, he was, was like just pretty much all we had. had. Yeah, but he had like one of the fastest serves like ever. Like his serve was like lightning fast. He just but, couldn't use it enough to his advantage well, to if, get the wins. If his opponent could return his serve, he was in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like after that, it kind of fell apart a little okay. bit. Okay, well, we're, get, we're getting in a rabbit hole. But Venus and Serena Williams, where did, was Richard as big a part of the story as the film makes him seem, at least in this part of the story of Venus and Serena? Do you have any awareness? You would have been too young probably to Well, n- Well, no, because I grew up, uh, I grew up with this stuff, like, my mom's a big, uh, was always a big tennis person, like, she played in, like, tennis leagues and stuff, you know, around town when I was growing up, and uh, so we watched a lot of tennis. Oh, um, okay. I've always so this was something that was fair, home um, territory. Yeah, I mean, well, kind of, I was a little, I was familiar with it, I mean, by the time I was paying, like, a lot of attention, they were already... Mm-hmm. huge i mean a serena hadn't quite completely taken over the way she did the last like 10 or 15 years or right. whatever this would have been like early 2000s 
they were killing it at doubles just like why even show up if you have to face yeah. the two of them together you know um but i do i do have like a vague memory of like yeah him being like a figure that people talked about you yeah know? i mean the research that i have well, the research that I did after watching the movie, because I had the same kind of question, although I think they tried to, uh, and during the credits, you begin to see a very typical move for these kinds of biopics. You see footage of him. The scenes in, they recreated. Yeah. And so, oh, yeah. Some yeah, of the yeah, scenes yeah. that they created. So this is like their home video footage right. that they've. Which they're, I mean, they're they're very clear about in the film where they have many many scenes with him setting up the camera to you know shooting it, so that pays off. Yeah. where you get to see that stuff at the end for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. So yeah, I think that he and Tiger Woods' father is kind of instrumental in guiding his young son and right. encouraging and some would even say over dominating their lives with the sport. So that same same goal for Tiger, mm-hmm. so that you can be the best that ever was. Right. And that's what he says at the beginning. I had a plan for you. Uh, he he includes his wife in the plan, although she questions that a little bit later in the movie. But I had a plan for you since before you were born. Yeah. And uh, then, of course, the post-film title cards, mm-hmm. also very common in your biopics, that mm-hmm. let you know the rest of the story. Yeah. Uh, was they, they editorialize a little bit and say basically everything in his plan came to fruition. Yeah, which it did. Yeah. Oh, and and yeah, can't argue with it. Right. I mean, absolutely. Yes. Not only is as ludicrous Serena... as a plan, it sounded to almost everybody yeah. else. Um, yeah. It, yeah. I mean, in the particulars came. of that, uh, and it's addressed in the film. Some, this is a white sport, you know. Yeah. And where and you're bringing African American players to it, which is. Kind of unheard of. Yeah. From Compton. From, a, from Compton, California. Right. Which is... With absolutely zero money behind it. Like, yeah, unheard of. Yeah. And the film does a little bit of editorializing exactly what you're talking about, David. The idea, this is a wealthy person's sport. And just like almost anything that you see next level, I, Tanya, trying to think of films that we yeah. might... We haven't done a lot of sports films now that no, I think about it. No. But I, Tanya is another one where she doesn't really have the same resources as some of the other competitors for... The outfits and right. the training and the 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 rink time or the right. court time, so and all of that is addressed in how they kind of get to where they need to be. Yeah. Yes, and I mean, like, look, let's be real. Like, with a few notable exceptions, the American like sports and like youth sports system is one that requires a fair a great deal of money and resources. Oh, yeah. like there's almost no sport in America that you can excel at into your adulthood without having seemingly Money unlimited resources. You, yeah. you know, you can kind of... And if you're good, I mean, if you're going to kind of do it in basketball. You can kind of do it in basketball. The meritocracy that is there often has to do with finding a wealthy benefactor, right? Yeah. Somebody who is good in a youth league, maybe somebody wants to sponsor, they get, they, you know, people who are patrons of the sport or whatever or want to see top talent get to the... Yeah. But... That's a tough road to fall, and it, you can't even enter that road with tennis. It's like you know, there are certain sports where I think you can. Yeah, people don't really, you know, there's not a lot of I don't think like scouting at high school tennis matches that goes on. No, but the basketball, way it does for basketball and football, yeah. like those are the two where you can really claw your way up just going through school systems. I think you're going to see it at the but, college level, though. College people actually scouting and recruiting the best of the best from high sure. schools. Yeah. The so I don't think as much in tennis, though. Oh, sure. Those, they give those tennis scholarships to the... Yeah, you get scholarships, but yeah. like... 
I feel well. Back to the film. Sure. I mean, I I, th- I I feel like I want to put you know put it out there, right? I mean, I feel like we're dancing around. I enjoyed watching this film. Okay, I I didn't find it to be a chore. I really appreciated Will Smith's performance. I I think it's a I think it's earning the accolades that it's getting. I think that it is worthy of the praise that it's getting. That said, I think the film has some problems to, for me mm-hmm. um, as a viewer, and part of it is the the heavy focus on Richard and how much it's everything that gets done in the film is about Richard. Now, I get it. He was a commanding presence. Well, the movie is also about him. And it's about him, but that's what I mean. Like, it's about, it's only about him insofar as he has these two amazing athlete daughters who have blown up in a way that very few people do in terms of public consciousness. Those are the figures that I find most compelling. And, and I, will, I will add to that, David, that some of the most dramatic tension in the films then shifts over to Venus playing. Right at the end, yeah. And, well, the tennis scenes are shot amazing. Yeah, yeah. And, but Venus and Serena, and, and the film also suffers for me a little bit because you know the end of the story. But... Um, well, I like how they handled that, but you, you go but ahead. I was going to say that um, it shifts to Venus and Serena being critical and in their in like the results of the of the turn of the play, mm-hmm. but otherwise they are very one dimensional characters. Yeah, they aren't given anything really to do. There's a couple of scenes where Venus has to talk back a little bit, yeah. but it's presented that they are. Uh, very obedient, yeah. Uh, kids, oh, like that, the that absolute most obedient. That children don't rock the boat ever. There's no dramatic tension within the None. house with the children. None. None. There is with the wife. I'm sure. We'll Even get to the that. older half siblings, like the like the house is all very harmonious. They all stand behind Richard. Other than the mother does call him out. Uh, Oracine. Wait, what's it? Uh, Sounds they, right. They call her Brandy throughout okay. most of it, but so, her her actual name is yeah. The, they call almost every all the like affectionate names they have for the people in this film are largely their middle names. Yeah. Like or Junior in Venus's case, but yeah. Like they call I th- they call Serena Mika, I think, or something like oh, that, yeah. which is like yeah. a shortening of her middle name. Okay. And stuff like that, which took took me a while to kind of Yeah, like, that's I, a good point. I was like googling I mean, I definitely <laughs> picked up on the Junior thing, but that yeah. was I felt like I don't know, was that for a specific re- or that was just a nickname they attached to her for we don't know why. Yeah, yeah. I just okay. He probably sees himself and her and thinks, "Yeah, she, nah, you're the junior the version of me." I, yeah. I will tell you that um, that of course. Uh, so, well, no, no, it's not of course because she loses that final uh, tournament, right? Uh, after yeah, dominating, well, which is her first num- professional tournament. Which I I love that they. I mean, it's their story. They don't have to do anything to manipulate it, but by deciding to cut it off at that first professional tournament that she actually does make it to the final matches in. No, it's her second match. Oh, it's her second match? She, she, it's not oh, even that... close to the finals. Oh, okay. I she didn't even she know. exits that tournament very early. Oh, okay. Well, that, that changes it for me a little bit, but not, not in a bad way. You know, I mean, they were, still that they go they with a lot. They were playing for the tournament championship. Okay. They, but they were playing for... It just so happens that Serena, in her second match, in her second round of the tournament, was playing the number one player in the world. Right. That's just the like the way that the chips fell. Sure. And... Right. Okay. But but I was just gonna say after she loses that tournament and after you get the family building her up again while she's sad in the locker room, 
She then leaves, mm-hmm. and unexpectedly, there's a, a horde of fans. Right. I want to hear the rest of your problems with the movie because I'm sure that I share most of them with you. But that t- totally worked. It totally worked. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah. I like I like the end. Yeah. Um, I mean, it like, oh, you know, how how, how did they get me here? Because yeah. I wasn't feeling any kind of emotional attachment or investment. Well, like you said, the, the tennis movie. competition scenes are pretty good. I mean, that they the cinematography, the way they shot it. Yeah, the good. way it's edited, it all works. It builds the tension that it needs to. You're seeing the character sweat. You're seeing the character try. You're seeing the character crumble. It's great. No, I, I mean, there's a lot of dramatic tension in those scenes. I think, you know, like I said, partly it's the focus of this. And I get it. Let's make a film about that focuses on him. I still think you could have built these characters a little bit more around him. Mm-hmm. And it would have benefited the film. And it would have benefited the story of this family. I think that for me, you know, like I said, Smith kind of has to carry the film. I think that. There's some things about when you do that and you compress it down to that, there's this like pressure to make him, I, I think it balances it pretty well. He's obviously a flawed character, right? Yeah. I mean, we, we see some of his flaws and I think it has to mostly though make you feel okay with those flaws. And I think in trying to balance that sometimes it loses a little bit because they don't really deal with what it is that kind of keeps him on the outside. There's kind of a weird cyclical thing where he like, the movie starts with him trying to break into the establishment, even though he knows it's a, you know, racist establishment that's got this, you know, thing. And then he does, but once he's in there, he wants out and then he wants to get back in. And there's this kind of like push pull. And I think they handle it pretty well, but I kind of would have liked to have seen that developed a little bit more through dialogue, through him actually confronting it to some extent, because I feel like it gets kind of just, you know, it comes to the surface that's, and then it goes away. That's King Richard. That's the way he is. Maybe, but it, having how, other characters have conversations or something, because... Because there, there never is really, except for a heart-to-heart with his wife, there's never any consequences for the behavior that we're supposed to think is boorish. Yeah, he gets everything he wants all of the time. And he achieves all the results that he I wants. know it's all time collapsed. Yes. You know? Yeah. But, but he did, he did though. Like, that's the thing is, I, he I did achieve agree, but all that of that stuff. No, it's true, but there, <laughs> make, that makes a boring story. I, I, I mean, why I are we know. focusing I, on this? Why, why him as the subject? Well, no, of the I don't film? think it makes Hold it a boring on. story. Stop. I think it, no, no, Stop. no, 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 because no. that's a crazy thing to say. Okay. It doesn't make it a boring story, but it makes right. it, I don't, I don't, it makes it a one dimensional story. It makes it, Less like give me a little bit more about this kind of you know as no, much I'm as he... if there's nothing to explore in the character it would be a boring story I didn't yeah, find this a movie lot to boring explore. let me just make sure that I that I make no. myself clear like you David I had an enjoyable time watching it and then there was a little emotional kind of payoff at the end thought John Barenthal was fantastic as the coach whose name I can't remember um, thought Tony Goldwyn Rick was Macy. Rick yeah. Macy Macy yeah Macy, I thought uh, Tony Goldwyn was or fantastic Mackie. as Macy they call Macy. him both but Macy I think is the right name okay uh, Tony Goldwyn plays an earlier coach whose name I can't remember yeah. but he I thought he did a fantastic Paul. job I thought Paul the, Cullen I thought yep, that the wife did a fantastic job yeah as a and, and, and as a very uh, uh, cliche um, supporting character in one of these biopics. biopics. Ingenue Ellis yeah. is the actress. She did a great name. job. Yeah, she was really good. Yeah, she was good. Absolutely. No, I, so, you know, I think, again, I enjoyed the film. I think that there's a little too much, you know, focus on that. And unfortunately, 
even with the other great performances around, I don't know if the film like pulls together enough to really give Smith the the platform he needs to win the Oscar. I think the performance level is there and it's being talked about that way. But I just don't think this film is going to stick with people who vote for these awards in the way that uh, it would need to for that for the best actor. And I don't know. I mean, I know that's maybe... I think when we get to the discussion of the best actor, we're going to find a few actors that did a better job than this. But Carlos, you're being very quiet over there. I have a feeling you like this movie more than we do. Oh, I've tried to talk, but you guys seem to have it under control. So I'll just <laughs> I'll let you guys carry the rest of it. Take another big swag of beer and then get in this thing. Look... You you asking why focus on this character is a fucking crazy question to me because why focus on this character is you have uh, a guy who is from a place where people don't play tennis who is from a section a portion of the population that doesn't play tennis who historically have not seen themselves in the sport go from Compton California with absolutely no resources playing you know, next to people that beat him up for looking at him the wrong way and, you know, being worried about their safety on the tennis court while these other people are practicing in country clubs and stuff. You're talking about him trying to break into a system with no resources to get his girls who he knows are, like, naturally so gifted at this. Again, no money to do it. Finding an unconventional route into the system. And then once he gets there trying to do things the way that he thinks they should be done in a way that is also unconventional. So his Mm -hmm. start in getting into that system is unconventional. And then once he gets there, he wants to take a unique approach to how to navigate that system, which is also unconventional. I mean, the entire time we're watching this movie, we're seeing characters tell him like, well, that's not how we do things. That's not how it's done. This is how everybody's done it. This is how everybody's done it. He's a character that's worth looking at because he did things his own way and still not only achieved the same success that the people that came before him did, but even more so like Mm. he set his kids up to Serena Williams is undeniably the greatest tennis player that has ever lived. She might be the greatest athlete that has ever lived. Mm. Like she is an absolute phenomenon. Mm -hmm. We have never seen anything like her before ever. Mm -hmm. And, but that's, that sounds, but they're okay. But, that's a fantastic there, there you pitch go. meeting pitch. Was that the movie that you saw? Yeah. Okay. What are you talking about? Let me pick up another thread there because I ahead. think it would like I can that, that right where you built to is where I wanted to be, man. Because those are the like it's amazing that this man sowed the seed, but I want to see the seedling grow. I want to see the actual plant. I want to enjoy the growth of. And then to you should me, watch another movie. The. F- I mean, you're I, watching a movie she, called King Richard. Hey. Dude, she was in <laughs> I mean, lots of the frames I was looking at. I, I mean, mean, you you got to populate a film with people. If it, if it's King Richard stranded on a planet by himself, okay. I mean, that Duncan Jones made that movie. I'm cool to see that, but yeah, that's a different a movie. movie. That I want to see him interact with the family. I want to see those the family actually be characters and not just the puppet master pulling the strings who's making everybody do the things. I don't I don't think that's how it really went down. I'm sure he was a commanding presence, but they had roles to play. See, my problem well, with the well, film is there's no dramatic tension in the film outside of well, the, the system. Scenes. It's the system. And I, that's a true tension. But there's tension. no dramatic tension there. We don't see them struggling for money. We don't see and, and maybe you don't they, see them struggling well, for money. Well, I don't money? think that no. would No, no. I don't well, well hold on. Hold on. <laughs> well, they they are 
I and I don't know. I mean, maybe this was an inaccurate representation, but the mother was a working nurse. Right. I, no, so I believe she it. was pulling down a middle class income and he, for them. And he was night watchman. Uh, yeah. And, right. And then coaching I mean, during my the belief day. is that they had enough to provide. They were just they weren't going to. I applaud them for not making them into a family that seemed poorer and worse off and in more sure. danger than they really were. Sure. And. They had enough money for that lifestyle. They didn't mm-hmm. have enough money for the hundreds of that. What did they say? No, thousand dollars a year. Thousand dollars a year to properly coach and have the right court time and all of that. Yeah. They didn't have that. I understand that being the point of the film, but they they get the coach easily. They get the second coach easily. I mean, they the, don't they get, get the coach the, easily. They don't get the second coach easily. They just easily, have to compress the it's time a, so you're to get It's a two-beat dramatic of, point. We can't get a coach, then we do. Yeah. We can't get a coach, then we do. I mean, but that's you, a compression. You're watching a five-hour movie. Well, uh, you, you know, there's something... <laughs> you know, I'm watching like, this movie. But no, what I'm saying is if like we dwelled more on the foregone conclusions that you're talking about, we know they get the coach, right? We know that. Sure. We know that that mm-hmm. happens. So just like in Batman versus Superman, where we spend 45 minutes looking at... At Lex Luthor trying to get the kryptonite that we know he's going to get. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That movie sucks, and that's a big reason why yeah. because they dwell on foregone conclusions. So we know they're going to get the coach, and I understand what you're saying, but because this is a two and a half hour yeah, movie, no, you I, can't have all of that logistically. Right. I think, but I I hear where you're coming from, Joe. It, it, dramatically, it feels like the obstacles are overcome a little too easily, but like Carlos says, I think. And that's where, you know, having foreknowledge, having some prior knowledge of these things and investment in these stories, I think makes these easier. That we'll, I'll bring that up again in the second half of the episode for sure. Um, you know, me not being a heavy sports person, I don't have like that feeling of having watched them through this whole process where I feel like people who do well, that I think stuff Carlos is probably... would be capable, though, of not liking a tennis film if it sure. wasn't good. Well, and uh, I, I think he's forgiving of the compression in a way that that you're not, yeah, and that's perhaps. and I mean that's understandable. Some some things are, are more tolerable to some than others. I also felt that the that, that these are scenes set up for Will Smith to do Oscar-y work. There there were a few moments the like CPS that. visit. It, 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 sure, it, it just but again, it was it was it was nails on a chalkboard. I. I, I get I get what you're saying, but I cannot stress this enough. You're watching a movie that's called King Richard. That is who the film okay, is about. Okay, well, no, but Carlos, you know, Carlos, we can but only hold a, on, hold on. We can only judge a film by its own ambitions. But we could have watched the this, movie. This, no, we this can, we can judge the ambitions. But but I'm saying this movie's ambition was to tell a story about Richard Williams and his. His efforts to navigate a system that was not built for him in order for his daughters to become the phenomenons that they were. That's what the movie's trying to do. I I understand that completely. However, I don't think they put forth a complicated character named Richard Williams at all. In fact, we just, I think we just basically saw a collapsed version of events to get Serena to that tournament. And, I, and see, Venus. and see, I disagree with that because I, Thank you. because I think that there is, I think there are moments where he struggles with himself, but they're ones that aren't like those moments aren't harped on maybe in the way that we would expect. Like we see him struggle with like 
getting pressure not just from from Macy but from his daughter too to get her into a tournament. And right right as he's starting to ease up, right as he's starting to soften to it a little bit, he sees Capriati getting arrested in a hotel with heroin and crack yeah. cocaine and marijuana and stuff. And he's seeing that right. and he's going, oh man, I was just about to right. compromise. No, that, that, and now that, I'm seeing what could become yeah. if I allow people to do things the way they've always done it. So I'm going to pull back now. But he still has to take into consideration like the feelings of his daughter and that she wants to play. Right. And so whereas someone like Capriati's parents probably always were like, forcing her to play you have to play you have to like the other parents we see in the film right and so it's this tug you know he's experiencing this tug of war so i think that maybe maybe it wasn't enough for you maybe you wanted more of it but i think that we do get a character that's struggling i mean because even he he even changes as the film goes because he goes from being an absolutely totalitarian leader to at the end asking his 14 year old daughter do you or do you not want $3 million? Like, yeah. that's a fucking crazy decision to give a 14-year-old kid. I liked that scene a lot. It's a good I, scene, I liked but I'm the saying Nike you see negotiation him... portion of the movie. I yes, like, but I like that. My larger point like is that you see him change. I films about negotiations and business deals. That's, that's why the, like that's why the prequel trilogy yeah. of Star Wars is that's your favorite. Right. It's that's... all about trade disputes. But I'm saying you see him <laughs> change. You there. see him kind of struggle. I just, I, I don't think that, A, I, I don't think that you're giving the way that his character is portrayed enough credit and B I, I think, and I think that this is a, a feeling that you two are not alone in that people want a lot more Venus and Serena out of this and they got, but ultimately that's not what the film is and it's not what the film tried to be. And so I think it's, and I, and I think that the, I hear your point yeah. and I'm just saying, I think I could have made a film not, and I'm not, better than the people but i'm saying i could have conceived of a film called king richard about richard that would have included more multi-dimensional versions of the other characters around him that's all i can i can conceive of it and i think people have done that and that's generally not generally it's it's much i think harder to do when that central figure is not like okay when i see walk the line yes i do expect that johnny cash is going to be the absolute front and center focus but he is a pop culture icon who we all no all of us going to that movie know have some awareness of are tapped into much more richard williams Williams. i only know because of venus and serena and honestly you know given what they've accomplished they are there's a big reason they outshine him right i mean that just like it, it has to happen so I get that this movie to some people or maybe even to the family is a way to correct that and like kind of, oh, he's so important and we're giving him this thing. But I don't think they do him as much service by downplaying the other characters as they might think they do because it would have made it a richer narrative experience if those other characters had some agency. The scene with the wife in the kitchen, I think is is one of the strongest scenes in terms of back and forth character relationship that's where one of the few he always had the power in every single scene and it was only in that one where i felt that all there was some give and take in in that way yeah i like that scene too like i said she she did a great job yeah good music i i love the little gambler joke that that uh they throw in there i think that's funny and and rogers bit yeah i know when to hold him when to fold him yeah yeah yeah, yeah. there was good music in this yeah uh yeah, I, I I I enjoyed this movie. Kylie and I were talking before you guys got here. We're like, she was like, I can't imagine that any of them would have a problem with either of these films. And I was like, you just wait. You just <laughs> I don't wait. have a problem with. I you know I led with. I enjoyed this film. I think Will Smith is deserving of the accolades he's getting. 
I did have a number of problems, like I said, with the way that the narrative was laid out. I think that there could have been things that would have drawn me in more, made me care more about everything that was going on. But the bottom line is, I think this is a very competent film. Is it a film that I'm going to go out and say, like, you got to see King Richard? No, I'm not there. It's, you know, somewhere in that kind of... It's not a zeitgeist-shifting film by any stretch of the imagination. No, and I, and again, I think that this, the odds are stacked against it for becoming the Will Smith film that's going to tip him over. And sadly, I think maybe the film we're going to talk about in the second half, I would have been happier to see him get that kind of uh, accolade for, but that's my feeling. You know, so. We'll see. We'll see what right. what happens when we get there. This yeah. is a very good beer, though. I don't think there's any dispute over that. Well... No, this, this beer is fantastic. And you described it really well, David. Uh, I've had this before. It's been, I guess, a little while. Uh, I don't remember that raspberry, as you put it, being so front and center. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 it alters the taste of that farmhouse ale. Yeah. Well, I mean, they do... We were talking before the, the episode. They do another version of this beer where they take the spent raspberries, they re-ferment them... Or, do that secondary fermentation a second time with another batch of beer, age it, and they call that La Vie en Rose. It's more of a pale, mm-hmm. you know, lighter pink color, but um, the flavor's still there. It's kind of interesting, but it's so robust in this. I mean, this yeah. is just so it's jammy. Big and bad in this one. Yeah, huge, huge raspberry. So it, it's one that uh, if you're listening and, and you've ever had a taste, I bet you remember it. And, and if you haven't, then I highly recommend getting a bottle of this. Uh, like I said, it's it's a little easier to get than it was just a few years ago. So, but you, but yeah. Carlos, you're saying let it age? Oh no, I was just kidding. Okay. Well, they I do, mean, pe- they do hold do. up over time, but yeah, you're, they yeah, do. yeah. I don't I've, think they necessarily get better, but yeah, I've, I, yeah. they change. Yeah, was, I know that holding on to these beers is a thing that a lot of people do and like to do. So I was just being a pretentious beer person. Will Smith has a brand that this falls into, a, a subcategory of his films. The feel-good, showy, uh, you know, let me, let me put on my best Oscar hat, mm-hmm. The Pursuit of Happiness, this. Seven pounds. Yeah, right. yeah it, it, it... That's what it's called, that, seven pounds? yeah. Grams. Though that didn't get him, oh, I think it's I seven know. pounds. Okay, yeah, I think it, right. it did. It didn't get him the no, attention that, that Pursuit exactly. of Happiness did by any um, stretch of the imagination. And I don't like him in those as much. Oh. Um, the film we're about to talk about is I have a different feeling about um, when he does the full blown action, which I guess he's kind of yeah gotten soft on in recent years. But anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, Carlos. I love you, and I love your <laughs> uh, I remember that Seven Pounds movie being pretty fucking sad. Yeah. Um, but Well, in the second half, we're going to be talking about, we've been hinting all around it, people probably already know what it is, but another Will Smith performance that definitely got a lot of accolades and praise and almost got him the Oscar when we get back. We are back. And you know what that means. Another beer? We're getting into another beer. This is a variation of a beer that this brewery does. And it is 
a variation of a beer that this brewery does that is uh, responsible for the only time I ever went to therapy drunk. Uh, <laughs> That's right. I've heard that story. Uh, I, I bought a bottle of it. It did not have the ABV on it. I think it was like a six pack that had been split up into individual bottles. And so it didn't have a ABV on the bottle itself. It was probably on the packaging. Mm. So I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Uh, but yeah, anyway... So, this is Utopia's Barrel-Aged Worldwide Stout. On the side, it says Beer Geekery Info. The experience of drinking Utopia's is often described as ritualistic. Rare and often rumored about in the darkest corners of the beer community, (laughs) this variety of Worldwide Stout is dark, rich, roasty, and complex. So, Utopia's is a Sam Adams beer that comes out once a year. It's like a $250 bottle. It's, it's basically like, hard liquor. Yeah, it's like 45% yeah, or something like that. I wouldn't that. mind trying one of those one um, day. I would love to try one, but I don't want to I've never just buy one. i terrible stuff. Yeah, like, I, 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 I also haven't. Don't you have a list? Uh, no, I mean... Yeah, check that's, that off of that, it. That's one for sure. If, if, you know, if I ever... Yeah. And I will one. drink it. It'll, it'll be at a party someday, and, and they'll be, you know, given sips. Yeah, if I sold like a $3,000 record and it was the same week that that came out, I'd spend some of that money on it. Oh, there's so much better things. to. There are, yeah, but, well, but how often do you just have? No, it, I mean, if you're going to ball, be a baller, I guess it would be the way to show so it. So this is yeah. a collaboration? Uh, they took the barrels that Utopia's aged in and put worldwide, I need the bottle opener, and put the worldwide stout in it. Ah. Yes. So uh, I don't know if it's a collaboration as much as it is like the same way that any brewery will buy. Well, yeah, barrels. like when you have, uh, you know, Heaven's Hill barrels that somebody ages something in, we don't tend to think of it as a collaboration. Although it is like a named, branded connection. Yeah. That yeah. Uh, back in episode 138, we did the Oak Aged Vanilla worldwide stout. Oh, there you go. That's so we've done a variant. I probably did tell that story. Alongside the Great Dictator. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, and by the way, this is more than thrice the ABV of our last beer at 17.2%. Is it our our biggest ABV yet? I think not. Atrial was 5.1. So yeah, we've more than tripled. I I don't think this is the highest ABV. I think we've gotten into 18 or 19. We got 18.3 and it was also a dogfish beer. Wow. Oh, was it 20, 120 minute? Give me a minute. I don't think that's that high. Yeah. Well, as we're getting... <laughs> David's, David's uh, very... <laughs> getting our heads wrapped around... Delicately. <laughs> yeah, it, was a, it was an 18... I don't want to overdo it. It was an 18 ABV Ooh. 120. That's a lot of booze on the nose there. Whew, a lot of booze. These. Very hot. So Holy we moly. are... The, okay, I, I'm glad you guys asked. The reason I picked this beer (laughs) (laughs) is because had Will Smith won, I I, want to live in a utopia where Will Smith has an Oscar. That's what I'm, that's the connection. Uh, If the closest he ever got, what was it? Is this the closest you think he's been nominated twice? He's been nominated twice. Uh, But uh, this is the one I think I'll show my cards. I like this movie. We're talking about Ali and Michael Mann film. Will Smith portraying Muhammad Ali. I really like this movie. I think it's a great movie. Um, I think Will Smith is absolutely phenomenal in it. And I think that had this movie come out a year earlier or a year later, he would have won. But he was up against fucking Denzel Washington in Training Day. Mm. What do you do? If I were him, I'd be like, you know what? Fuck this. (laughs) I 
finally. Why did I pass on training day? I, I finally, <laughs> I finally yeah, I don't had. Think you could have nailed that. Uh, I finally had my moment. Maybe this the was Ethan it. Hawk character. This was it that I was going to win for, and this motherfucker does this yeah, the same year as yeah. me. I'm not even showing up to this thing. I would have been so mad. Well, I would have been so. I hear you. I hear you, and I'm sure there is a level of that going on. How do you on. go? Uh, I mean, Denzel, Denzel Washington is Denzel Washington. But, but I think it's it's also a question of the performance in the context of the film and what the film was able to achieve. But describe the film a little bit before we jump off and start. It's a, I mean, it's about Muhammad Ali. But argu- in a very argu- particular way. Arguably I mean, one of the greatest boxers of all time. We're not seeing him birth to death. We're seeing, no, we're seeing 64 him. to 74. Right. The years. Yeah. 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 We're seeing him from 22 to 32. Right. 22, uh, you know, he kind of listed. first capturing yeah. the title, first capturing the title beginning of kind of his heyday or what should have, have been, been yeah, his heyday right. as a, as a professional boxer. And then the fall he, from grace with the, the political stuff. Right. And then coming back, yeah. uh, at, at over 30 years old, um, to, to be, fight again after be having George been gone Foreman. for forever. Well, yeah. but also to lose to Joe Frazier. Yeah, some, lose you know, Joe, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lot that happens. But that's but, what happens right. in 74. That's the bookend. It's the right. Liston and then getting the title again right. from So George it's Ford. a victory yeah. that opens it, a victory yeah. that ends it. Yes. And in the middle, it's a lot of juicy stuff. A lot of juicy stuff. I mean, it's it's interesting. You said... A tumultuous life. Yeah, uh, certainly. And I mean, there's plenty of tumultuity is that a word i don't know sure we'll go with uh it. that they don't really even talk Here, let about me take another sip of this you can have any words you <laughs> want to but. because you know they kind of gloss over the philandering ways oh of, sure no they're very they're they very very, very, very kind to ali when it comes to his romantic life. well and his relationship his with relationship women. with a girl who he first met when she was 11 as a school reporter and that then develops into who is is that his second wife uh, who he has most children with third. and they marry when she's 17 that gives me pause yeah. it gives me pause it was a different time <laughs> sure. it, i mean it certainly I, was look <laughs> it certainly was and i have you know i have a story kind of regarding that about J.D. Salinger that I'll tell in After Hours, okay. patreon.com slash podcast. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, so they're nice to him about some things. Right. Um, but Joe, you had mentioned this before we started recording. You looked it up. Episode 126, uh, One Night in Miami, I believe yeah. is the name of the yeah. film. Regina King. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we all liked it. Directing there. Yeah. Really, really did enjoy and it. Who was the actor who played, portrayed Ali? And I don't film? remember. Who, I, don't remember who. I don't remember any of their was names it? except for Leslie Odom Jr. Yeah. But it's only because I know him from other things. But anyway, all these people yeah. kind of show up again in this, and yeah, so you see a little bit. You know, you. I don't know. I, I, having not seen Ali in at least ten years, it's been a very long time. And having seen One Night in Miami more recently, kind of seeing hints of that kind of fictionalized account of one particular night with all these i don't know i just like seeing them all show up and i'm like oh yeah, yeah. so that movie really was doing on to something well the opening you know, of this film that. with the you know that kind of extended montage intercutting between sam, sam cook. cook performing on stage yeah. with all these different it's really well done the thing is though you're it, we're half an hour into this film and we've seen like he's fought once yeah you know? it's yeah. a long sequence and i fucking loved it it is I love it too, but oh shit! Here we go. But well, no, oh, this is boy. one of those things where you were saying like it was him being up against Denzel that cost him the Oscar. I think what cost him the Oscar is he. This is not a crowd pleasing film. This is a film no. that 
does some things that are a little disorienting. I'll be honest, like that opening, I think especially if you don't know Ali's history that well, and you're not comfortable with like different approaches to editing and, and putting images oh, I together. I love the boxing. I love the way that they shot the boxing. Oh, no. I think they did some incredible work. The fight choreography the coupled fight with choreography. the cinematography and the editing in those sequences. You get like, these really that, kind of jarring fisheye, really grainy kind of shots when yeah. they're like real in close quarters and uh-huh. stuff like that. I, I loved it. Yeah, I thought the boxing These scenes. interesting kind of like slightly too high angles looking yeah. down like but from the POV of the body yeah. like almost like they have this out like of body Like a GoPro kind on of, their head or something. Well, yeah. it, it kind of it makes you feel like you feel like the best boxers probably have this weird ability to view what's going on in this yeah. kind of multi-dimensional way. That, sure, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, you said in the first half, Carlos, that they're having to, you know, telescope a lot of events, even more so here, I think, because it's not just because there's like a ton of historical context. There's a ton of historical context. There's a ton of little rabbit holes that are, I guess, the greatest hits of Ollie's life as far as the events that occur in it. So you see, and from the biopic standpoint, it's all compelling. It's all interesting American history. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mm-hmm. see, like you did see in One Night in Miami, the relationship that he had with Martin with Malcolm X. You see Mal- Malcolm X's assassination and how that affects Ali mm-hmm. after they had had a falling out. Right. You see him avoiding the draft to Vietnam, which, you know, fuck, if you want to... Who's going to argue that he was on the wrong side of that now? <laughs> yeah, I mean... But at the time he became enemy number one during the time that he should be celebrating the, he, bi- the he best held years the title. of his life. He, was he should undefeated. be beating everybody. He should have been clobbering. His fight and, record should have just been going up and up and up and up. And how did he do that? How, how did he, how was it kind of taken away from him? Number one, he was black. Yeah. And the film doesn't shy away from that. Mm-hmm. However, he was the, you know, if you look through historically, the crossover artists, uh, black athletes, black entertainers that could then appeal to a larger crowd that were that were seminal and important mm-hmm. for breaking down, I think, a lot of barriers of racism. Sammy Davis Jr., we could go on and on, right? Yeah. But Ali is at the top of the list. Isn't he like, oh, sure. wouldn't he consider the most recognized celebrity of all time in some, some poll? Yeah. I mean, who didn't know who this guy was? And well, why, that's... And that's something and why that I was you? pondering of his outlandish watch, behavior. watching it this time. I don't think I had seen it since. I, I definitely went to the theater to see it. Uh-huh. I don't know that I ever watched it on home home video or, or streamed it later. I think this is my first time coming back to it. And it's funny because I grew up just after the era of Ali, right? I mean, like, he's he stopped fighting by... 1980, 81? Hey, he, he had, did... like, a couple of fights right at the beginning of the 80s okay. that were... Well, there you go. Not but, good. So, and I didn't really come of consciousness until like 82, 83. So I, I have no recollection of him as an active fighter, but no, I, mean, I still I have a strong remembrance of him as a figure of popular culture sure. and somebody who everybody discussed. Any other boxer was measured in comparison to him. You know, Mike Tyson, when he was on his rise, even though they weren't similar fighters or anything, talking about fight record, his ability to hold the title for a certain number of times, or, you know, to get it back, it would always be like... But he also became a consummate celebrity until his illness took him out of public view. Which wasn't that long after, like, probably by the early 90s, right? Maybe He would have been on The Tonight Show a lot. He would have been on... I mean, he was a figure that got ratings. Yes, and he's... I mean, the the movie, obviously, I mean, 
Smith is using the lines. Because this mm. is a character you don't write the dialogue for. This is a character that you find all the dialogue that was captured and you reuse sure, it because yeah. the man, part of his mystique is that he had that way with words. He was a hilarious was trash talker. A hilarious yeah. trash talker who had the ability to rhyme. I mean, many MCs will credit this guy as one of the main influences early on in terms of being able to rhyme things very cleverly and yeah and effortlessly yeah um uh, the relationship with howard cosell is a, a constant <laughs> which too. one of the w- one of the best john voight performances I because i don't even recognize don't him as recognize john him at all <laughs> when you know when the 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 credits are coming up i see john voight's name and the movie's starting and you know i i've seen some scenes the cosell character or Cosell, Cosell, yeah, Cosell, yeah. Co- Howard Cosell, Cosell not yeah. Sam Cosell, that's a basketball player. Uh, <laughs> he he's popped up already. I've seen his face. Yeah. I've seen him interact with Ali in the film, and then I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, wait a second, isn't John Voight in this movie? Like, like I had to because because after that first fight scene, I had to pause to like let my dog out or do something right, mm-hmm. and I was like really kind of in, especially after the fight scene. I mean, that's the some of the most compelling, or yeah. like exciting stuff. And so I was like, I don't want to miss any of this. I'm pausing this, and that was when I noticed. I'm like, wait, this movie's been playing for like 28 minutes already, you know, mm-hmm. and like not a ton has happened, you know, and 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 so then I was thinking to myself, I'm wait, I'm like, wait, John Voight was built pretty high in this, yeah, and I don't think I've seen him. Where is he? And so then I looked up who he was, and I was like, wait, that guy. And then every time he showed up on screen, I looked at him and I'm like, I cannot see this man under there. Yeah. Yeah. And I cannot see John Voight under that makeup. I can kind of hear him a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that's it. And thank God, because, you know, fucking John Voight. <laughs> but uh, he was nominated as well for an Oscar yes, for his right, performance. For and yeah. I think he probably should have got that because he really does turn in a great performance. And I mean, he's is for all his flaws, yeah. you know, he's fucking good in this movie. Yeah. He is. Uh, the the name of the corner man, the the trainer, Bundini. Yeah, but Jamie Foxx's character. No, 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 no. The Silver, Ron Silver. Ron Silver, I thought did a fantastic job. Yeah. Um, Jamie Foxx is pretty good. Let's Although, talk about. Let's talk. They about put Jamie a lot Fox of weight on that, the, like the the quick trip into addiction and the, the yeah. And yeah. Uh, I, I, they, they, I feel like that was one that they crammed in there where like they hadn't really developed that. Storyline, yeah. and then you just get hit with the scene, and it felt really like heavy handed. But then again, yeah. like you're trying to fit in. Like, yeah, that was part on. of the you backdrop of the era. Ways, that was people getting into hard. There drugs, are some yeah. one dimensional side characters in this film, including both wives. You don't really they're they're window dressing for you know conflict. There's I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I think they give them a few scenes like the. You know, it, it's. In, I hear what you're saying. There's, I think they do a better job of it here than in the last film that we were. I'll give talking you that. About. I'll give that. you that. King Richard was horrible. You, we agree on that. <laughs> yeah, about the surrounding characters and that. Okay, can you think of a more magnetic character and more center of the universe, like gonna put than Ali? No, but yet they do build. Like even Cosell has like a arc to the character yeah. to a certain extent yeah. and there's stuff going on there yeah, which they have is, a codependent relationship yeah yeah and i, I mean look i i'm not gonna necessarily give michael mann like a ton of credit i mean he was like i mean, i shouldn't say that but he had an easier task ahead of him because muhammad ali is such oh, a yeah. ubiquitous yeah. pop oh, you don't need to do as much you can launch right well, in, he had it and he had almost a, your entire audience is gonna be like yeah i know who that guy is he had it and he botched it i mean like the, the thing we haven't talked about this film is largely seen as a big failure. I mean, not just 
from the didn't get Will Smith the Oscar standpoint, but the box it just didn't make the money that it was supposed to, mm-hmm. and it was a you know. I mean, it's a dark film for what is you know a pretty like cheery. I mean, agreed. It, if, agreed. If if you wanted to make an Ali biopic that was going to be a huge raving blockbuster success. A, you don't give it to Michael Mann. <laughs> B, well, but he, you know, B, he's had success. But you're has, right with darker films. With darker films, yeah, uh, yeah. The guy, the guy that did Heat, right? He did fucking yeah. Heat. Yeah, okay. Thief. Yeah, I yeah. mean, not the guy to give this movie to if that's what you're going Never for. Never seen right? Thief. Give it, that's give right. it, give it to Barry Sonnenfeld or somebody like that. He was the doing insider, stuff at the time. Great one. Yeah. Um, and also, you don't make it rated R. Yeah, because then you're because like right. No, you're like, no, you're absolutely me, right. Me that a, sinks it a lot. Think of how many families would go to see a film about Muhammad Ali. Yeah, if you let them, but no, you put it R. And I, I question that. What did that really gain them? There's a the, it's well, it, probably, it gained them being no, it gained them being able to get into the heavier subject matter revolving around like his life. If this was a PG thirteen Barry Sonnenfeld film about Muhammad Ali it would have been about strictly Muhammad Ali the fighter I think you could have had I think you definitely could have still had the stuff about him uh being seen as a draft dodger him I mean you wouldn't have had to take that stuff out I just I don't, don't think even, you could get I as think, meaty and, I don't and, think, and the stuff with Malcolm X and the Nation of Islam I mean that's I guess heavier, the violence of his the assassination the violence of the assassination would have had to have been cut back but, I, I, mean, I, agree. I mean not just that but also like I mean, the prophet Elijah Muhammad was a C, not a. I feel you know, like he's a kind of a sketchy dude. Um, I feel like there's a way that now, at least, and maybe I'm naive, and but I think there's a way you could make the film and get the PG-13 still dealing with the stuff. But it would be a tender, it would be a tightrope walk, and they weren't yeah, willing to do that, even if they could have back then. And I get it because. You don't want to pull punches on a story like this. I, I definitely <laughs> I pull punches. You know, I I don't think you want to take that approach, and I'm glad they didn't to an extent. But then again, you know, the, like the drug you see, like that could have been nixed. I don't need that. You know, the, the drug addicted uh, trainer. Well, oh, Jamie Let's Fox? talk about Jamie yeah. Fox, and then we didn't talk about Jamie Fox. Well, yeah, it's tough to get a word in on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> Jamie Fox <laughs> is. Possibly the greatest entertainer of my generation. <laughs> I, I you count him. He's more my generation. Well, sure. I, I, but I, I but guess I hear what you're saying. I like you're from saying. 1980 or 85. Yeah, when on. you when you've cared. Yes, when, I get uh, it. I get it. Because yeah, I mean, obviously, he and I are not similar in age. Yeah. Though, but I just think that we need to take a minute to acknowledge this man because I don't think he gets oh, enough he credit. Got an Oscar. He, He's... He, well, he got an Oscar for Ray. Yes, I agree. Which Will doesn't have. <laughs> Which Will doesn't have. But, you know, I just, I, there are some people that I feel we as a society take for granted. And I think Jamie Foxx is one of those guys because we're talking about, blame it on the alcohol, his feature on Gold Digger. We're talking about, all the comedy. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the dramatic turn in Ray. There is literally nothing that this guy can't do. Just like Will Smith. I mean, but I think Jamie Foxx, because he's a singer, maybe I tend to give him a little more credit as a renaissance man. Huh. But a, just a fucking powerhouse of, a, of an entertainer. Wait, uh, DJ I, Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Not not a singer. Hello. Well, <laughs> well I mean, Jamie Foxx is Carlos a just don't understand. <laughs> Jamie Foxx is a singer. Will Smith is yeah. a rapper, and I also think that Will Smith is in the top 10 MCs of all time and doesn't get credit for it because he's seen as kind of goofy. But if you look at like 
if you're looking at emceeing from like a storytelling perspective, it's like Slick Rick and then Will Smith. Like, I mean, he's so good at like, yeah, painting a picture and really telling a story in the songs. Uh, it's just not about serious topics. It's about girls and your parents. I had parents just don't like understand that. in my Walkman. Sure. I have it on my record shelf right yeah. now. Nightmare on my street. Uh-huh. Uh, he's the DJ. I'm the rapper. He's also, DJ. I mean, rapper. DJ Jazzy Jeff's the greatest turn turntable right. DJ. Yeah, time, no, I, I, you're getting this is no a Jamie disagreement. Fox I'm saying, sta- stand Jamie Fox on, on this podcast. As oh, saying. sure. There yeah. I mean, of weird direction things for me. And I thought there's a lot of the supporting actor and actresses were given one dimensional notes. Um, one-dimensional characters, but uh, I I, I, would I agree enjoyed with with watching the this life. film because the boxing scenes so good save it. But that's not even the right way to put it. Yeah, I don't think the rest. I don't think it's a film that needs to be saved by anything. But I but I mean the boxing sequences are unequivocally the most exciting part of this movie. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Sure. And and it's I mean it, there there is a. There, we are told that there is some dire straits with money when he's, when, you know, when he lo- when he's stripped of his title, loses the boxing li- the they, they don't uh, grant licenses for his um, yeah. uh, bouts. They take be- away his passport so he can't go overseas yeah. to do the uh, to do some to fight boxing. somewhere else. Yeah. So until the Supreme Court comes, see that's to me that's the interesting parts of the movie is the American fabric that was altered and changed by this man. Yeah. And of course because he was the boxer that he was. So yeah. the the movie presents that package. It, it gets a solid B. I can see why it didn't win an Oscar. Yeah. Um and I can see why Will Smith didn't win that year when you've got that kind of competition. I but it is a nice film to go back and watch again. You could do that today. Yeah. Uh we watched it on was it on Netflix, I think. Yeah. yeah it's on yeah. Netflix. Yeah. So yeah, watch watch all these I l- I love this film. I mean, like, I I just want to make it clear. I I think that this film is fantastic i think it's not for everybody Mm -hmm. that's the part you know and it's not a typical sports biopic even though it has some of the elements certainly the big you know star athlete yeah but the way it decides to kind of section off his story the terrain it kind of traverses the fact that it really i mean you see a film about a boxer who's mostly known for how great of a boxer he was and also his media personality, mm-hmm. but not for stewing behind the scenes in, you know, apartment buildings and so about like these life or death situations or, you know, these huge like sort of career shaking decisions that he's making. Like there is a drama to it and it's something that I really love seeing, but I get why some audiences, I mean, I think you could make a two hour version of this film, less than two hour version of this film that focused more on his fights and his training and you would probably have a more family-friendly film, str- strangely enough, even though it's still guys pummeling each other. Well, something repeatedly. more Rocky adjacent. There you go. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That would be a crowd pleaser that would have made three, four hundred million dollars yeah. and would have gotten Will Smith the acting Oscar, even though he wouldn't have been asked to do his hard work in terms yeah. of delivering some of the scenes that he does in this film. And I And I think, too, I mean, when it comes to, like, what he was up against, I mean... I mean, Denzel gives a great performance in Training Day, and that's oh, a great yeah. movie. Yeah, but it's also a quotable performance. Sure. It's also a touchstone of popular culture. Like King Kong ain't got nothing yeah. on me is like well, something people reference, and There's, it's completely unique, right? I mean, yeah. like this is Smith doing a really great. 
and I hate to even I'm saying this say like impression. imitation yeah. uh, of Ali. That's not all that it is. He he brings him to life. There there's something about it that he brings that is Will Smith that that I think is different than just an Ali impersonation. Um, so, but also Ali already brought Ali to life. Right, but that's so. what I'm saying. But it's not as amazing to see. Whereas like you see Denzel Washington nail that character in Training Day, and you're like. Holy shit, where did this come from? You know yeah. what I mean? Even if you've seen all the Denzel performances before, it's one that kind of stands out. And those Which we got to do Remember the Titans on this show at some point. And, and some point. I, I do want to give Will Smith some props for the body transformation because he can. He's big. He can, yeah. And as I understand it, he was already cut up for Bad Boys, you know. Yeah, but films he, but, he was doing, but then he had to bulk up. Yeah, to, there's more. He's got more mass on yeah. him in this one. I mean, if you're gonna do a weigh-in, oh, he's in convincing scene, as a heavyweight fighter. Yeah, 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 I was gonna say if you're gonna do a weigh-in scene, he has to look like a heavyweight boxer. Yeah, yeah, that's and they're not CGI in that. No, no, he's just he's just jacked. No, uh, this, this I was really glad we we got to go back to this and it, to go back to where you are. As much as it was just for Denzel to win it, and I can understand why this film probably just wasn't positioned right for this to be the one for Will. And I think it was the one, though. Performance-wise, it's definitely at the level that it needed to be. Yeah. And I think to anybody who is sensitive to, you know, this, you know, different approaches to storytelling, you're going to get a lot out of this. It's going it, to it's gonna be a rich, rewarding experience. I feel yeah. like this is one that will grow in esteem over the years. It probably I, already has, and I just don't know it. I hope so. A couple of things. One, not a... I generally, I mean, Michael Mann is fine. Like, I liked Collateral. I thought that was a good movie. Again, Jamie Foxx. Go. Yeah. Um, but I've never seen Heat. I don't care that much well, about the, going you, back with, like, he's never you, been you a got film. To. You, you I know, got to. I know I've got to at some point, but there's... Heat was Pacino, De Niro, in a scene together. That was, that sure. was the big thing about Heat. But my point, though, is that... It's a good movie. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure, yeah. And I've heard great things, and it's Bob not... Kilmer's great in it. There's no reason I haven't seen it, mm-hmm. except for that Michael Mann himself, I've never seen anything in his filmmaking as a whole that made me go like, I need to see what's going on with this guy. You know, like I'm with you. what's happening with him? Like he's but you've some... only seen a couple of his films. Yeah. And, and so you got to see more and then, then you can make that decision. Maybe, but, but like for instance, like, you know, the first time I saw a Wes Anderson movie, I was like, what is this? Who is this guy? I got to figure is out there more. I got to see more of what's going on with him and nothing about Michael Mann intrigued me so that you way. But this film, it, this film I really like though. And it has a distinctive look that it distinctive does. Yeah, approach it does. To filming. I love this, the third act in Africa. I think the way that they yeah. capture Africa is some of the most cool. unique footage that I, I mean, just really a different view of what was going on there. I don't know. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. But also, David and I talked very briefly as he, I'm sure you know that we do with you <laughs> this podcast. Joe's rolling his eyes. The only thing that David really said about it was that, oh yeah, I'm going to be interested to revisit it. I don't think I've seen it in the theaters. I remember the pacing being kind of weird or s- slow or something like that mm-hmm. and i was thinking about that when i put it on when i put it on i put it on friday night you know it was a little bit later because i had worked a little late and uh it's a two and a half hour movie uh or two just over two hour movie i don't think it's quite two and a half king richard was two and a half. uh and the pacing i was locked in you yeah know, i never felt like it dragged I, I, or uh anything like that and i it doesn't sound like david you still hold that opinion necessarily it, except that maybe it doesn't 
follow the conventional right. sports it's, movie beats. And I didn't mean to imply that it was because it dragged for me personally, mm-hmm. but that I felt like everybody I talked to about it at the time felt like it was a slowly paced like was, film. Yeah, because, yeah. again, I think there are these long spans between the fights if you go in expecting rocky you'll think it's kind of slow absolutely yeah Yeah. Um, even raging bull it's going to seem kind of slow because raging bull has more fight sequences i think in it that's fair yeah and then and then the last thing i'll say is i think we've talked about it before i fucking love the movie creed that movie's so fucking good. I haven't seen like, it. it is. Oh yeah, Ryan one of Coogler. the best. One of the best boxing movies of all time. Michael it's better than any of the original Rockies. And did you see the sequel? I did. Yeah, it was good, but it wasn't as good as the first one. The yeah, first I, one's I still like, haven't gotten around it. it was um, good. But I love a boxing movie. Yeah, I, I've, I've never really been in a fight in my life. I don't like. Come, clo- come close in here a couple times. And never, <laughs> I, never I don't. I don't. I don't thrown. care. It's not something that interests me. Like if I have a, like a if somebody like insults me somewhere or we have some kind of disagreement. Do like, you watch I, boxing? See, I, I've started again, which we can talk oh, about on um, After Hours Patreon at slash Podcast. Corpus but, Christi is a boxing city to it a is, degree. They've had a lot of HBO uh, boxing after hours, especially when Oscar here. De La Hoya was. You know, and when they a, come to town, I try to get a ticket. I love watching boxing live. Love See, it. I've 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 never done that. But my larger point is that like I, I don't ever feel compelled to fight. I don't ever want to be in a fight. Really, it seems like kind of stupid to me. Not the sport of it, but just like the aggressiveness yeah. of like people that are like. It super needs to go fighting, here for us you know? to be able to um, it come d- to an agreement about something. Yeah, it seems dumb and like whatever. <laughs> But that being said, there's something about watching a movie where there's a guy where people are like, oh, he can't do this. And he's like, I guarantee you I can beat your ass. And then he does it. <laughs> like yeah. there's something about like that confidence and that like kind of overcoming of odds where it's like, you think that I can't and I fucking will. And yeah. you watch that. I love. I That's love great. that shit. Well, and it's a, it's like that there can even be strategy involved in something so brutal. I mean, I, which it, there has to be, but it's just, it, I find it fascinating. I agree. I mean, I'm Floyd much Mayweather less... almost killed the sport of boxing because he was so good defensively. Is that and right? So boring to watch as oh, a result. Really? Like, oh, wow. he, I mean, I mean, he kind of did what Muhammad Ali did in that first fight in this movie, where he's like dodging, where you know he avoids getting hit uh-huh. for so long, tires the other guy, and out tires and the then, other guy yeah. out. But he did it in a much less interesting way. Yeah. He did it in a more like strategic, just like technical, by the book. You know, and yeah. it's like really boring to watch. <laughs> like, right, you know, right. uh, Ali had a had a flash. To he had a he had even, a flashiness yeah. to him, kind of yeah. the way Anderson Silva in the UFC did. Like okay. I wasn't into that for very long, but he was basically the Muhammad yeah. Ali of the UFC for a while. I, I think you know that one other thing that we we kind of touched on that is worth mentioning. If you don't know much about Muhammad Ali, this is going to be almost on. A movie that you're not going to understand because it does not fill in a lot of it doesn't do a lot of exposition. It doesn't tell you who these people are. Mm-hmm. You need to know to some extent characters by their name. You need to know who Martin Luther King Jr. is. I know that that's an obvious thing to but me Sam right Cook, now. You know, but ten years from now, is it? Ten I years later, so, is it? Man. That's the thing that kind of because boxing, I feel like, has waned in Americans' popularity in general right it's like typically a barometer of the stars of boxing okay so when tyson was at his yeah. height it was well that's huge. and i remember that yeah and i remember it being because tyson was such thing. a character and tyson was such a an animal right. in the ring and, so and well go ahead no 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 you're no well i'm just saying but i don't think since that time i've seen boxing have that kind of role in 
popular yeah, culture couple, at large. Two, two weekends ago, my neighbors set up an inflatable projection screen and watched the Canelo fight across the street okay. in, their, in their front yard. All right. Well, that's... <laughs> we came home from Rocky Horror and they were out there watching the fight. That's you a walk over and uh, take a seat? No. I, I would have I, taken advantage of I that. wanted to, but Kylie, Kylie wouldn't let me. Oh. No. We don't have a great relationship with them, okay. uh, with those neighbors. Um, well, that would be the way to mend it, your, your love of boxing. You I know? agree, but it, it didn't happen. Okay. And I did want to watch that fight, but anyway. Um, but yeah, I think I think it was a great movie. Yeah. And yeah, it was good. I'm glad I we got to revisit it. Good in it. I think, you know what? I think he's going to get the role that he needs one of these days, and, and it'll be in the right He's film. got it in him. That's the thing. Oh, he definitely has it in him. He can do the work. He can do the work. It's just a matter of finding the right material, the right director, the right approach. He's got a book Put coming him in out it. soon, too. Uh, I think, yeah, I think it is coming out soon, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Concussion was another one that was kind of being buzzed about at the time. That, I, uh, I forgot about that movie. Yeah, that, that I think I that heard one kind of fell flat on stuff. its face, though. But again, I think it was one of those, like, it's a dark subject. Yeah. It's not going to be something that pleases the crowd. It's not going to be, it's, you know, kind of a it's, thinker. It, it's so interesting because, you know, you're talking about his Oscar hopes being kind of dashed by making films that aren't crowd pleasers. But also, that's what he's made a career on. I mean, it's like this well, that's very a, he, interesting he's finding dichotomy. the bridge because when yeah. the, he does the crowd pleaser, it's a role that's not really worthy of being. Th- or, or no, it doesn't no, seem no, no. Like it's not. It's, it's not big. It's all charm. Actor, but yeah. It's just yeah. Will Smith I mean, being charismatic. It's, it's Men in Black. Hitch. But you know, Bad Boys. Those. Those are fun films. I fucking love those movies. We, we've we've, <laughs> we've love talked it. about some of those films. I watch Hitch after this. It's pretty good. It's <laughs> but, so good. Yeah. yeah, but but they just they don't cause him to have to stretch himself no, or anything. No, he's just it's, Will Smith. He's effortless Will Smith in those. Yeah. These other ones, yeah. But he'll get the right one. I was, the right mix. Why don't we keep our eye on him? Yeah, yeah. we will. We'll yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. keep our eye on him. This young upstart up has yeah. something to do. He's going <laughs> to... One thing, one thing I forgot Wouldn't to mention... Wouldn't that burn him if Jaden wins one before he does? Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one thing I will say um, that I forgot to mention... I mean, so... With Ali, I mean, we all know Muhammad Ali. We've seen footage of him. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's as ubiquitous a pop Iconic culture f- figure as one could have been. Um, but one thing I was happy about with King Richard was that they played... I liked the footage that they played at the end, you know, some of the tennis stuff. But I, I was really glad that they played footage of him talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I could kind of, a- after having watched the performance Will Smith gave, to have some kind of grasp on like, okay, how what was his model? How close did he get yeah. to to really nailing this? And I thought he was pitch perfect in, in on on playing Richard Williams, but he uh, got the gate. He got a he got a gate down the way that he walked. Yeah, in, mm-hmm. in King Richard, he walked that way all of the time. His so cadence, he, like everything. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it was the Will Smith episode. My favorite kind of episode. The Will Smith sports biopic episode. A very specific episode. I mean, we dialed this one in. Yeah. This is just... <laughs> well, we looked for tennis movies, and there really aren't any. No, we, not we, many. We did, yeah, yeah. I mean, there there were some, but... Well, now with this, with King Richard, there's another one to add to the milieu. Sure, yeah. sure. All right, so what do we think of this, uh, what'd you call Whew. it? Huge beer? Big beer? It's a big beer. I'm still chewing it. It's and I and I haven't had any in my glass for like two minutes at least. But yeah, this sticks around. I mean, this is a thick boy of just sludgy motor oil. Like not in a bad way. I'm making it sound bad. Like it has a huge presence in the mouth. And then 
title of the episode huge presence in the mouth <laughs> and and you could put like presence or presents i, I think either <laughs> works either way. it's a gift yeah, either works uh but you know all the flavor yeah right i mean we've had the worldwide style we've had we we know what a big badass imperial stout that is mm -hmm. But that Utopia barrel, not ever having had one of these Utopias, right? Me neither. I can only imagine is what's bringing in these. Like, there's crazy like caramel notes, and I'm getting like almost like a a sense of uh, you know something almost like leathery or something. I mean, this this leathery. beer is deep and dark and full of secrets. Yeah, I had a housewarming party at uh, our new home this past week invited both of you david hey thanks for coming um <laughs> you left lovely david. place lovely place thank you david you left before the fire yes we put a fire in our fire ring and we were sitting around playing guitar and i was looking for the perfect beer i will tell you what beer i drank um in after hours oh shared it with a new friend but this would be a perfect one cold night Ooh. warm by the fire i want a high abv a lot of heat. to get the nip you know the yeah. nip out of the air this would be a perfect campfire beer. You need to be criteria. careful with that campfire beer. Yeah. Well, I'm I agree. somebody you else. start throwing this, but you even drink one of these by yourself and you're probably off to a bad no, you're start. No, you're, you're sipping on this. You're sipping. And you're right to just and bring splitting. The, the 12 That's ounce. the key. You got to split. Yeah. Well, we just, that's all I have. It was perfect. Yeah. Uh, it gives you everything you need to know to be able to talk about the beer in an educated way without taking you over any kind of edge with the alcohol. It was really, really, really good. And Carlos, I appreciate you bringing it. Bringing it. I definitely enjoyed it. I love the worldwide stout in general. So um, very stoked to be able to try this one thank you daniel um and this yeah is not, this is not available in our local market i don't know okay it was gifted to me um i haven't really looked i'm trying to keep my beer budget low right now well you do, you stay out of the dogfish aisle then I, well i'm just not going oh to places to the liquor store to are whatever. you keeping anything in the fridge uh i have a couple of things right now i mean like a lower lower price yeah, I got a couple Guinness in there, yeah. and I have some leftover stuff. Um, but yeah, trying to keep, trying to, trying to keep the budget low. So certainly not seeking out things that are probably ten dollar bottles like this. Maybe more. I don't know. Um, either way, one of my favorite things about this podcast is that the conversation does not end when the episode ends. Uh, it continues on all of your favorite social media platforms. You can find us on Twitter at Beer Movie Show, Instagram at Beer and a Movie, Facebook.com slash Beer and a Movie TX, Beer and a Movie Podcast.com. Yes, it has a link to listen to all of our past episodes absolutely for free, but it also has this wonderful, incredibly comprehensive beer map where you can see every beer we've had from uh, every city, every state in the U.S., and every country. I think we're at 12 countries that we've hit so far. Um, and. 300 and some odd number of beers from all 50 states etc uh and as you've heard us mention a couple of times uh we do have a patreon where you can support the show help us uh keep delivering the most top quality product that we possibly can that's patreon.com slash beer movie podcast for five dollars only five dollars a month you get a bonus episode every single week yes we talk about beer Yes, we talk about movies, but we also talk about a great many other things like the other podcasts we're listening to, what records we're listening to, what shows we're watching, what movies we saw that we didn't do on the show. Uh, all of that kind of stuff happens over there. Sometimes you even get to help us program an episode and uh, do some fun stuff like that. 
So that is very cool. Check that out. You can you can donate less than five dollars if you'd like, but you won't get those bonus episodes, and you can really you know, flex on us and donate more if you really got it like that. Uh, of course, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please rate, review, and subscribe. We know you're going to give us that five-star rating, but please leave a written review. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, what you want to see more of in the future. It really helps the algorithm do what it do and get the podcast in front of as many people as possible. What another um, gut-punching episode of Beer and a Movie. Literally, yeah. Uh, Body blows ne- delivered. Yeah, until next time. You look like the heavyweight champion of pimps. Thank you.